Hey guys, welcome again for another episode of My Two Cents Podcast. This week we um, uh, want to start a, a bit of a discussion or a conversation around uh, resiliency and how to achieve growth. We want to talk about resiliency, but then through empathy, resiliency and passion. Now, I have someone lovely on the other side. You can see her on my left or maybe on my right. I'm not completely sure uh, what you will see in the in, in the end of the recording. Um, Estrella, can you introduce yourself shortly? Sure. Thanks for inviting me, first of all, for the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, sure. So my name is Estrella Lopez Brea, uh, originally from Spain, as you might figure out by, by my name. Um, and I have been in the world of insights uh, for a long time, about 23 years, I believe now, uh, working um, mostly on large multinationals like Coca-Cola, Nestle and General Mills. And because of my work, I was lucky enough to live uh, in different countries. So um, I lived in the US, in Chicago, then in Madrid. Uh, and now I currently live in Switzerland, where um, I've been here for the last about six years. And I am just passionate about consumer and people and empathy and personal development and growth. And that's where the combinations of all of the things that you mentioned come through, the resilience, the empathy, and the passion. I think they all have something beautiful in common. Cool, cool. Hey, what's amazing is that we just met a few weeks ago. Uh, we both started the Power MBA, an online MBA course, uh, because we both wanted to... Um, learn actually actually we're both lifelong learners and we 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 both wanted to learn more get some new insights down some new spikes and new inspiration and during a session we met uh, we had a call afterwards and and you really inspired me so let's try and see if we can inspire the people who are listening today into the podcast so the topic uh, we wanted to talk about is um how to achieve growth uh, as a person as a business uh, and how can you make sure that you are energized to really get on with it and not 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 stay uh, hanging on old stuff? And you 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 wrote a beautiful article which is on LinkedIn. I will put a link to the article below, so don't start looking for it. Just listen, just enjoy, <laughs> be relaxed because we're going to talk about this topic uh, in the next twenty minutes. But maybe we could, uh, could give a, a bit of a head count on why you've written that article, because I think that's an important thing. Why do you write an article yes. like that? <laughs> it, it's funny because the story comes because uh, um, for, some, for some reason, someone reached out to me to talk about resilience in, um, in an event. And I was like, oh, wow, why, you know, I'm not an expert on resilience. I'm not a coach. I'm not a psychologist. Um, you know, uh, why would someone call me to, to talk about it? And I guess, um, you know, reflecting a little bit, uh, I have come to realize a little bit that, you know, life is tough, right, for all of us. Um, it's cluttered, it's unstable, it's uncertain. And, and there's a lot of things that happen, right, in our personal lives and our work life. Um, different elements. Um, and that um, has also happened to me, right? And I guess looking a little bit back, I have realized that all of these unexpected or I would say negative experiences that have happened to me have put a little bit of a mindset in how I approach difficulties. So I had that event and um, I spoke at that event and I got um, some good, uh, you know, 
people telling me, you know, how you inspired me. It was so interesting. And that led me to write the article that I that I wrote on LinkedIn. So, but yeah, it, it's basically about life. It's hard. And what have I learned through my life that at some point it seems that has inspired, um, you know, someone else to, to for me to, to talk. So that was the origin. Nice, nice, nice. Well, um, I, I remember during the COVID, we were talking about, uh, the pre-COVID COVID period, we talked about the PPE. Companies need to focus more on the PPE. PPE stands for positivity, passion, and empathy. But you're giving it a, a bit of a different one. So mm -hmm. I'm keen to see if at the end people have cracked the code that PPE is going to be RPE, resilience, <laughs> passion, and empathy. <laughs> what do you think like about that, that one? I like that. I like that. I mean, I think, I mean, I think both have, both are good. Uh, I do have a little bit of a bias for the importance of resilience in this world. And I think COVID has been the perfect um, example um, that, uh, you know, a, a huge challenge that we have all faced that all of a sudden we, we just need to face and we need to adapt and we need to pivot and we need to successfully overcome. There's no other choice, right? The, it's not about, mm, do I do this or not? It's like, no, there's no other choice. You just have to go through it. Um, so, you know, I think it has created the perfect storm for um, all of us to build a little bit that resilience muscle and to find ways to keep us um, to keep us moving forward, and I think the most important element to me is that is the growth element that comes to it. Uh, because when we are faced um, facing an uncertainty or a challenge, um, it, it it usually involves a great deal of personal growth because there's reflection, there's learning, uh, there's getting out of your comfort zone. Um, so yeah, that's why I do have a little bit of a bias for resilience, but I, I like your your model too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that I, I'm, I'm glad that you that you are talking about resilience because I think that the, the positivity aspect is something which comes when you're under control. And these elements you need to get under control before you can be positive. Right. Uh, you see it within organizations. I see it with people I coach and train, but I also see it in my uh, my teams from the past. I, I still speak with those guys and ladies, and you you you're starting to notice now, especially now uh, when we are post COVID. I'm not going to say post COVID, but let's hope we are post COVID. We're going back to work. That people start to struggle. Uh, a year and a half they have been punching it, working from home, taking care of the family. Uh, some people have lost people in their in, in their in the close vicinity. Um, now we're getting to the point that companies are opening up. Um, uh, I still live in Barcelona. Um, and what I see is that the traffic jams are getting more. So people are getting back to work. A lot of people don't want to go back to work. So there's a lot of mm. emotions currently going around. Going to work, do I like my company? Uh, uh, how do I combine things again? Because I'm used to being at home for my kids. Um, and all that stuff is building up, building up, building up. I, I do believe, and I agree with you, that resilience is a really important item, uh, but not many people understand what it actually means. Mm -hmm. What did it actually mean for you? Yes. 
Good question. So, um, I mean, psychologists define uh, resilience as the process of adapting um, in the well to adversity, right? Um, I, I do see resilience as, uh, I know that there's a lot of us and it, it is a fancy word and now it's appearing everywhere, <laughs> but, but there's a core element of it, which is just, you know, advancing and moving. I think there's nothing worse than the feeling of a stagnation and not movement, especially when you're struggling. There has to be a way to go through that challenge and, and feeling better. So the question is, how do you do that in a way that 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 is possible for you mentally and physically and we all have challenges and some of them might be smaller some of them might be more important and difficult definitely um but i i think there's at least when i reflect about my my personal situation i i find that there's a few elements that happen to be common no matter if the challenge is big or small and uh, and those are, I think, the, the, the elements that I kind of try to transmit when I talk about this. The first one, it's very simple. It's just about when something happens to you, uh, we all try to or tend to resist the situation, right? Why did this happen to me? How is it possible? Uh, you know, the world has confabulated against me. Yes, but what you have control over is to separate a bit the things that you have control over and the things that you don't. And the first thing in order for that to happen is to have an acceptance of the situation and avoid that resistance. And that's not giving up. I think it's something necessary to move forward. So if an event happens to you, like I had an accident, a very sports accident a few years ago, where I've been a year and a half in crutches. Yes, really bad. And at that moment, of course, my initial reaction was, oh my God, you know this, I was so sportive and now what do I do? I'm not independent. And then the moment I'm like, I'm not, I'm not being helpful with myself. It's, this is not helping me move forward. So I decided to accept what has happened and say, I cannot change the fact that this accident happened to me. It's not, I cannot go back to the past. It's useless for me to keep complaining about it but what i do can do is to decide what do i do with that portion that i can act on which is getting better and exercise and work hard and eat protein to build my muscle that i lost and try to walk a little bit every day so that part to me is that the foundation of resilience is acceptance of what has happened that negative event and really act on the peace that you can control. I, I really like this one because it's not only personally, if I translate it to my work, helping yes. organizations in their transformations, helping people to, to think about the future and take those little steps, which bring them closer towards accepting and getting a desire to move mm -hmm. forward. Um, it's actually quite the same. It starts yes. with a baseline. It starts with acceptance. It starts with understanding. Yeah, yes. because I think that's the key thing. Before you can uh, um, accept something, you first need to understand. Mm -hmm. Then you can accept and then you can actually move forward what's beyond your control. But that progress every day is actually quite difficult. Uh, and I think that one of the things you, uh, and I'm going to touch it actually quite later, is is the, the, the confidence part, but also um, the help you get moving forward. 
So one of the things you mentioned is around um, accept, move forward, take small steps. Um, but that confidence part, I can imagine for a lot of people, and this is also for not only for people, but also for businesses, is yes. the confidence of what I'm doing. Is it the right thing to do? Mm. What did that mean for you? Yes, I think, I think that's a very important part because when we face a challenge, we're in a situation of vulnerability. So we're more likely to be affected by these beliefs or negative elements, right? And sometimes it's just ourselves telling, <laughs> telling it ourselves, like you cannot do it, this is too hard, you're not gonna be able to make it. If you're in business and you have a challenge and you have to face a decision, I don't know how I'm gonna solve this. And you start creating that self-talk that often is absolutely counterproductive. It not only doesn't help, but it can start diminishing your confidence. And, and then you get down the hole, farther down the hole instead of getting outside of the hole. So I think to me, the most important thing is that once you detect that in yourself, you have to stop it. You have to stop it and start understanding that this is that is not a realistic um, thing. That is just the sense of vulnerability that is bringing that lack of worry, that that worry and that lack of confidence to ourselves. So the sooner you cut with it, I think the better. Um, it actually triggers me also a bit to to uh, um, the, the 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 business side of things, huh? Uh, we're talking about yes. confidence, confidence of starting something new. What you see in the startup world, uh, I was recently reading, reading the yes. Lean Startup, uh, which is also actually part of the course, but I actually bought the book. Yeah, have it <laughs> to too. I have it that. too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But um, it's, 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 it's getting yourself to the point that you can take those smaller steps moving forward and learn from them. Because sometimes that bigger step is, a big, is too big of a leap. If you look at companies and in a startup uh, uh, environment, yes. it's the same thing. We want to take massive leaps. We want to go towards the end goal. We want to rush, rush, rush. But by doing that, we don't have time to process and learn from the from the uh, uh, objectives and from the things which are happening on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. And I think that learning part is really important. Now, um, there's also a, an element of... Um, when people are in trouble, I, I hope that most of the people, and I'm, I'm not a statistical, I don't know any statistics around this topic, but I hope that most of the people dare and want to find help. Because I think that when something happens to you, a lot of people tend to look at themselves and they, they get into that that that, mm -hmm. that, 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 that vault, they close themselves up. Um, and then you have people who open up, they try to find help, which is great. Uh, one of mm -hmm. the biggest things you see lately is the mental health issue um, yes. in the UK. It's a massive, uh, massive problem, but I guess it's all over the place that mental health is the, one of the number one priorities for for most markets and for most governments. The question is, do you always have to listen? Because the, 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 the point I want to make here is asking for help is great. Getting help is even better. But getting the right help is the thing you're looking for. So how do you filter that out? Yes. Yeah, I think this is a really important um, topic that you're that you're mentioning. And, and I do agree with that. I think, I mean, um, 
it, it, I'm sure you would agree with me that, you know, overcoming adversity is hard enough to do it alone. Um, you know, so, so, you know, we're, we're human beings we're you're, we're elements of, uh, of connection. So turning into friends and colleagues and, and people that you trust can be a great source of, um, of help, of strength, of guidance. And that should always be a priority um, because as you said, uh, doing it alone can be just so, so hard, so hard. Can be hard on a regular basis. If you're struggling, it can be even harder. But what I try to also, um, uh, kind of what I do advocate for is also that not all help is the right help. I do have that big caveat that, you know, while being surrounded by people, it's critical. Not everyone is necessarily helpful. And um, I think, as you mentioned, you can find that in many uh, spaces in the workplace too. I mean, um, you know, imagine that, I don't know, you're going through a reorganization in your in your company and you're struggling and you're in a moment of uncertainty and you find yourself that yes it's great to be surrounded by people who are in the same situation but all of the talk and the chit chat and the going over and over and over and running down the circle is just not helpful so having a bit of a cold mind to be able to say to separate a little bit from those conversations or from those people that are not necessarily toxic, but that at that moment, it might be good friends, but they're not being helpful. And I think that's totally okay to say, hey, I really appreciate you as a person, but at this moment, I hope you respect that I'm gonna remove from these conversations so or from this chat or from this meeting or from this whatever. I think that should be absolutely acceptable. Um, and uh, not only acceptable, but even I, I totally recommend it. I mean, it has definitely worked for me, but I think it's the only way for us to protect our minds in a way that can really, that, that we can really move forward. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is actually a really good one. Eh? Uh, stepping out of the, the, um, the line of expectations from others, because I think one of the yes. reasons people are also struggling with resiliency is that we are doing our best to do what others expect from us. Mm -hmm. And that load can be too much. Yeah? Uh, look at the COVID time of people yes. had the kids at home, their parents were at home, yes. they couldn't see family, all the things they had to manage. Uh, here in Spain, we could go out to do shopping uh, one day a week. <laughs> we were stuck at home. So all that stuff, um, there was a That's lot of sad. expectation from others. Not only from your work from nine to five, but work from nine to five uh, started to be work from six to 11. And in between it was the kids and in between it was all the other stuff. There is a moment that you have to say no. I think mm -hmm. that's one of the things you want to convey to. Sometimes you have to say no. And I think that one thing um, we should bring over is that saying no actually means saying yes to other things. Yeah. Exactly. I think, I think same, same yes to ourselves, right? I think at some point you have to be stop being politically correct to meet the expectations of others and, and we have to take care of ourselves. And in terms of a struggle, it's a moment where I think, uh, I think it's more than acceptable that we take care of ourselves and that we prioritize ourselves because otherwise it can get really tough. I, I, I believe so. I believe so. Hey, looking at the time, 
um, I'm going to ask you for your final tips. The final tips you want to give to the audience, to people who are listening today, uh, which they can take on practically right now and make a first shift in taking the next step in building that resilience and building their own growth. Mm. So we talked about resilience already, right? Which to me, it's all about accepting what has happened, acting over the sphere that is left where you have your control and making that small steps. I think that is one um, important element. The other one, as we talked, is about people, but also has to do with the empathy element that we talked at the very beginning. Um, you know, it's not only, it's about understanding each other. It's about putting ourselves in the self of another person. And it can be that someone has to be in our shell, in our shoes, but also that we have to do the same for the rest because someone else might be struggling and we may not even realize, right? Um, and it, it has always been also not at a personal level, but a critical skill for leadership. And uh, I, I, I think that the more we cultivate it, the better. Those are things, resiliency and empathy and passion that are not taught in school, right? They're not directly taught in <laughs> school. Not. So we better learn them. We don't have a choice. We better learn them to be better human beings and better professionals. And then the last one I would um, quickly say is about passion that we also talked at the very beginning. Um, I don't think you can have a sense of, of success if you don't have some kind of a meaning or a passion about what you do. Um, not because, because you may not achieve your goal, but because you might think that your goal is not worth the effort that you're doing. So if, uh, you know, in order to be happy and to continue growing and to feeling good with yourself, it's important that we do that work of understanding what is it that makes us happy? What is you know, that little, that, that thing that is meaningful for us. And I believe that the combination of all these three elements, the empathy, the passion, and the resilience uh, will make us all just better human beings and better leaders uh, too. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So I think we cracked the code. We started with PPE. <laughs> We're now talking about RPE. <laughs> that's the next. That's the next best level. Hey, I, I really want to thank you for for doing this podcast with us because I think this message is really, really important. Um, it's uh, it's amazing to have you here, but I think that uh, maybe people want to connect with you because they think, wait a minute, Estrella, she has something there. Maybe <laughs> it's something we need to explore further. How can you help them? How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, I think the best way is LinkedIn, just because I'm pretty active there, uh, and it's the best uh, the best way. So they can just find me in LinkedIn, uh, and I'll be happy to connect and to chat. I'm always for um, increasing networks and, and meeting other interesting people, so happy to be available there. Perfect. Hey, uh, just something extra, because this, this lady is really amazing in translating data and insights into customer behavior. So if you are actually interested in, 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 in learning more about that, I think that's also another business topic um, Estelle can help you guys with. So I'm just opening up and then throwing up the ball sure. for you guys. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining. I, I found it amazing to, to have a chat with you around this topic. I'm so glad I met you. Yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you. And that Power BI has actually brought us together uh, uh, as, a, as a new team. And uh, we're going to keep in touch because I think we're going to have more discussions 
on some other topics in the future. Thank you again. Thank you. Fabulous.